When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com. If you've ever driven a tractor, you are her friend. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. And welcome to a finally Friday. Fabulous farm babe, Pam Yonke. Glad to be along with you. Before we get too far, I want to say thank you to all the wonderful folks at the Juneau County Fair. The staff got a chance to enjoy their company yesterday afternoon, and Stephanie even got a chance to be a part of the rodeo activity. Thank you so much for the warm welcome. Well, warm is a great way to describe the weather today and really right on into the weekend. We'll see a few clouds today, but it's going to be a warm one all the way up to 88 degrees. And yes, that humidity is going to stick around. Now, what gets interesting is tonight into tomorrow morning, we do have a possibility of a morning thunderstorm. Not exactly what the folks at the Dane County Dairy Breakfast want to hear and not exactly what our friend Aaron Zimmerman wants to hear either. Our uh, assistant Aaron Zimmerman getting married tomorrow. So we'll keep our fingers crossed that any rain activity is going to be light in nature. Saturday's high is expected to be around 83. For Sunday, sunny and 80 degrees, but Monday back up to around 87. Stumach has got our weather in moments. Get insurance from a company who knows Wisconsin and cares about your community. You may know Rural Mutual Insurance as the number one farm insurer, but did you know they also offer competitive home and auto rates? Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more about products and discounts. Is the pandemic over, the coronavirus pandemic? It depends on which newscast you watch, I guess. Bob Bosol here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. And since the pandemic has been a part of our everyday life, different projects, different acts have been put in place by the president and uh, the Congress to help people get through that. And in some cases, Pam, some of those recovery projects are coming to an end. Yeah, you're right, Bob. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And one of those that we've kind of been following along with is Project Recovery. Now, this is a group of uh, people in the state of Wisconsin funded in part by FEMA that normally come into a situation for short-term assistance in light of flooding, a tornado, something like that, where they're providing immediate needs, food, shelter, water, things like that. Well, in light of the pandemic, Project Recovery's been in place for an extended period of time. But now they're drawing their cases to a close as their funding is stopping and Project Recovery in Wisconsin will cease to operate, at least for right now. I talked about it with Roy Mayers. He is one of the volunteers that has been active with Project Recovery, reaching out to farmers and families, trying to provide resources. Now they're getting ready to pivot. Uh, Thank you. I appreciate it. Some of the greatest things that Project Recovery has been able to do is just connect with our farming community. Um, Not just farmers, but those that support the farmers. Uh, We've been able to connect with uh, as many people as we possibly could um, to hear their stories, to to listen to some of the things that they've gone through. And, And for a lot of people, we've been able to connect them to other agencies that we have really tight connections with. Um, so, you know, helping them with food support or helping them, uh, with, uh, 
renter's assistance or a lot of things like that. Um, we've even I've been able to help connect some farmers to some real estate agents as they're trying to expand what they're doing. So being able to be that intermediary because I'm able to focus on a thousand different places, whereas our farming community really has to stay focused on what they're doing, uh, it helps give that leg up when, when people need it. Um, the other thing that we really that we strive to do is to be there as that emotional support for folks. When when we're all going through these these issues with um, the pandemic, you know, the isolation, the the worry, the 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 things that come with with not knowing, um, being that emotional support, letting people tell us their stories, um, and being there to support them as they're as they're going through this. Um, most everybody I've talked to has has been overwhelmingly appreciative that, that we're just there to be with them. Uh, one of the things that we talk about a lot in Project Recovery, um, we really are that backup. So when when people are, are dealing with trauma or frustration or anger, um, they're able to give us a call and share that stuff with us. Um, and it helps relieve some of that burden. Do you have any ancillary numbers from the work that uh, you're not the only person that's uh, helping to make good things happen through Project Recovery? Do you have any numbers or any give us any sense of uh, of what was accomplished that way, Roy? Oh, absolutely. So our declaration that we got through the federal government um, started in April 2020. Since then, we've had about 58 crisis counselors across the state. Um, we only deal with Wisconsin, so we're stretched pretty thin. But through those 58 counselors, we have been able to reach about 54,000 individuals. Um, what that means is each counselor over the last year has been able to touch over a thousand people's lives. And what we mean by you know touching their lives is being that emotional support or connecting them with other resources. Um, and that's statewide. Now, specific to the farming community, we have a team that just works with the farming community. As of last night, I pulled the numbers, uh, we have had individual interactions. And what I mean is just that conversation of 30, 40, an hour, two hours long of 4,738 people that we have been able to help through our program. Now, that's just specific to the farming community. Overall, we've reached about 280,000 people through various interactions, through social media events, uh, through Farmer's Breakfast. Um, I'll be honest with you, even just talking to people at the store. Um, those all count, and when we wear our Project Recovery you know, um, shirts, um, it draws people to have that conversation. Those are some amazing numbers, some amazing numbers. Now, Roy, what happens next? I understand that this is you know, a function of the government. Uh, disasters after a year are supposed to be kind of tidied up and taken care of, but some of these challenges will remain. How are you transitioning, folks? Absolutely. Uh, unfortunately, when we normally deal with disasters, it being a flood or a hurricane, uh, the recovery time is generally about a year long. With 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 this pandemic, it it seems to be going and now again restarting. So what we're trying to do is make sure that everybody is aware 
we use the 211 service. So if you use your phone and dial 211, um, you can reach uh, someone from a, a service that helps direct you to um, other programs that might be able to help. That's the easy way. Um, the other way that we look out is we, we absolutely are going to keep our Project Recovery website up, our Project Recovery Facebook page to make sure that we can help give people directions on where they may need, might need to go. Some of the things specific to farmers where our farming group is put together, um, we're transitioning them to a website called farmwellwisconsin.org. Um, on there, we've got a tremendous amount of resources. We've got some educational workshops on how to communicate with, with farmers better. Um, it's just another way that we approach it as a neighbor-helping-neighbor neighbor process um, so nobody ever feels like they're left out there alone. With all of our, our clients that we're working with um, and anybody at that point, uh, we would direct them for, you know, immediate type services as far as mental health services. Um, we would direct them to the, um, the Farm Center Hotline, which is the Wisconsin Farmer Wellness Hotline. That's 1-800, I'm sorry, scratch that, my apologies. It's 1-888-901-2558. And that's for any, anybody in the farming community across the state to reach out if you are feeling uh, even if you're just feeling a little down, a little blue, it doesn't have to be anything as serious as, as a life-threatening mental health issue. Um, you can just call them, and they do have trained workers that would be able to sit and talk with you um, and maybe transition you to, to someone a little more local if you need a little more intensive help. Um, again, we also have the, the Farmwell we website. Uh, we definitely want people to reach out and take a look at that. The other thing is, is we've worked very closely with the community action programs. So, like uh, in the southwest of Wisconsin, we have Southwest CAP. Um, they, you can reach out to them. Most of the the, uh, the community action programs, they're continuing on with a version or um, an abbreviated version of what Project Recovery does, is to be able to be that listening board, that sounding board. Um, and help maybe transition into, uh, you know, I, I always go back to the, the rental assistance because that's, that's one of our biggest calls, um, is to be able to transition them into the, 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 the places where they can receive that type of help. Roy Mears is along with us, one of the counselors that is uh, starting to wrap things up for Project Recovery here in the state of Wisconsin. Their final day of action is August 26th. You know, Roy, you and I have talked from time to time, and you have shared off-air with me some moving stories on the difference that Project Recovery has made. Help people understand what it means to you personally to have shared those kinds of experiences. It has changed my life. Um, I started with Project Recovery during the last major flood in 2018, um, and my life has dramatically changed. I have felt more connected to my community doing this project than anything I've ever done in my entire life, and I'm 50 years old. Um, I've done a lot of crazy things, but being able to connect with people, not just when they're at their best or when they want to buy something, or anything in that regard, but being able to listen to people and hear their stories, um, it's been overwhelming the amount of emotion and the amount of connection that you can have in a 30-minute or an hour-long conversation. 
Um, some of the greatest conversations that are that our people have had have been just the simple ones. You know, um, we could talk about people passing away, and we did deal with a lot of grief recovery this time. Um, some of the easy, simple conversations are, my kids are driving me crazy. I can't get things done around around the property. I just need someone to talk to. I just need someone to share that, that you know, my husband's been in the field for 19 hours every single day for the last three weeks, and I feel lonely. And I just want someone to talk to about that. Those simple conversations changed the world for the people we spoke to. Well, it's God's work for sure, Roy. Roy Mayers, along with us, one of those counselors that has spent countless hours seeking out people to see if they needed help and then being there when they did. Project Recovery, drawing to a close on August 26th. In the meantime, as Roy pointed out, you can find additional assistance through farmwellwi.org or feel free. Wisconsin Farm Center hotline is available, as is their 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week farmer wellness hotline. We've got that posted at MidwestFarmReport.com. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Hey, check the grill. The game's coming on. It's time to turn those Johnson Sausage Brats. And what a deal. You buy five packages at $6 each, and you get a package free. Pick up burgers, roasts, chops, and Wisconsin's finest cheese at Johnson's Sausage Shop in Ryle. They're perfect for cooking out or eating in. Add your favorite beer, wines, or liquor, and eat deliciously. See johnsonsausage.com. Brats are ready. Johnson's Sausage Shop in Ryle. Looking for that unique, one-of-a-kind engagement ring, something that you can customize yourself, maybe a gorgeous pendant necklace, diamond earrings. The place to go, Goodman's Jewelers. They're an icon in Madison. They've been around forever and right on State Street in their same location, a couple blocks from the state capitol. They're the place to go to when it comes to buying jewelry. Goodman's Jewelers has everything from the more traditional style jewelry for your engagement rings, pendants, necklaces, earrings, to the more modern styles as well. They can customize and create anything for you. Unique, funky diamonds, one-of-a-kind pieces, stuff you won't find anywhere else, and price range for everyone. When you step into Goodman's Jewelers, you'll feel the warmth and you'll feel welcome. They'll treat you just like family. You want to go somewhere where you can trust when you're buying jewelry for that special someone? Then remember my friends and family at Goodman's Jewelers. Right there, a couple blocks from the state capitol on State Street. Goodman's Jewelers. Since 1995, the global positioning system, or GPS, developed by the U.S. military, Here we go. has been operational for civilian use. Please proceed to the highlight. Today, the men and women of the Air Force Reserve continue their vital mission. Guiding you safely on your way while protecting the freedoms we all enjoy. The United States Air Force Reserve, guiding and protecting America. Here we use a lot of F words. 
food, fiber, and farming. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Yeah, and this morning we have to use the F word foggy. I noticed it when I was coming into the office today, just kind of that low-lying stuff uh, that uh, makes you wonder if your eyes are clear. Stumach Ag Meteorologist joining us this morning. It's time for our Compere Financial Ag Weather Update. You seeing much fog in your area? Well, it's a lot heavier here. In fact, dense fog advisory till 9 a.m., covering Fond du Lac and down to Beaver Dam and all the way down toward Milwaukee, that southeast part of the state, all the way over to Plymouth, Sheboygan, uh, West Bend, everybody in that dense fog advisory. So be careful in that part of the state. Yeah, I guess. Going to burn off, though? Uh, What do we got to look forward to today? Well, absolutely. The fog will burn off and the sunshine's going to break through and the temperatures stay very warm. Still way above normal for today and probably feeling a little more humid. After all, we have south breezes and more mild air. Moist air has been building in. The cool front we've talked about a few days, it's in northwest Minnesota. Hey, there's rainfall in the Dakotas, the eastern Dakotas, just nearing far southwest Minnesota. When's it finally going to get here? What's going to happen? That cold front moves in, doesn't really pass through Wisconsin until Saturday, but on its leading edge quite late tonight, call it uh, in the morning hours tomorrow, you know, 2, 3 a.m., that's when a scattered shower or storm develops, first in western Wisconsin, almost sun up in the eastern part of the state, but then some showers, could be some thunderstorms around Saturday morning, especially in central and eastern Wisconsin, they end already through the day, and we cool off once that cool front passes through. I'll have forecast details right after this. The Wisconsin Soybean Association works hard to share the voices of Wisconsin soybean growers at the state and national level, and you can become a member at badgerbean.com. Besides a voice in Washington, WSA members receive free seed, discounted event tickets, and products, not to mention news on the latest in soybean research and technology. And being a member of the Wisconsin Soybean Association also makes you a member of the American Soybean Association. So join today at badgerbean.com and help the Wisconsin Soybean Association go to work for you. We need you and your rain gauge. It's time for the Rural Mutual Rainfall Report, and we need you to text your rainfall reports to 877-301-FARM. That's 877-301-3276. Be sure and include your name and where you're reporting from, because every month we'll pick a winner that will get a digital weather station, courtesy of the Midwest Farm Report and Rural Mutual Insurance. Premiums paid here, stay here to keep Wisconsin strong. I'm just noticing on Facebook somebody posted uh, 15th annual uh, anniversary of the 2005 Stoughton tornado. Nothing severe like that this weekend, though, Hastu? No, I don't think so. A thunderstorm could pop up tomorrow in the morning, and that'd be kind of a garden variety, you know. But our Compure Financial Ag Weather Update does include that fog and the dense fog advisory till 9 a.m. in eastern and southeast Wisconsin. Otherwise, a sunny day, still a warm one, mid or a few upper 80s to be seen. Southeast and south winds about 5 to 10. Clear early, but clouds roll in a bit here later in the nighttime. Western Wisconsin could see a little shower before daybreak. We dropped into the low 70s, a few upper 60s. Southeast winds 5 to 10. Morning clouds, showers, could be a thunderstorm or two tomorrow. Scattered activity may linger into the day. It clears out later on. (laughs) Excuse me, rain amounts, oh, a tenth of an inch, maybe a quarter in a few places. Thunderstorms could mean a little heavier localized rain. Still in the low and mid-80s tomorrow. 
And then by Sunday, back to sunny skies, some upper 70s, Pam, maybe an 80 here and there, north winds 5 to 10. That's going to seem a whole lot more comfortable, but I'll tell you, a little unsteady weather, a little hit or miss sprinkly shower, a little rumble of thunder could stick around through a good part of next week. Mm, All right, good enough. Have a good weekend, Stu. You too. Take care. Stumach, Ag Meteorologist with our weather details, brought to you on this Friday morning by Compure Financial. Compure Financial is your financial partner, committed to agriculture and rural America. Visit Compure.com. More County Fair rundown and uh, what's ahead for sustainability? We're talking about it. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. You're invited to Johnson Tractor's Case IH Genuine Parts in-person combine clinics in Judah, August 25th, and Janesville, August 26th. You'll rotate through combine inspections, heads, and precision. If you're unable to make it, a Case IH Genuine Parts virtual clinic will be available online. Call the RSVP and find out more at johnsontractor.com. Johnson Tractor from land to lawn. Recent rain and flooding can have an impact on your lawn and landscape. Repairing it is as easy as having Kalani Topsoil deliver the perfect blend of dirt to repair the washouts or build up berms to reroute the water, leaving you with a Kalani Topsoil eye-catching lawn and landscape. Order it now to prevent washouts and further flooding damage. Visit KalaniTopsoil.com or you can simply pick it up at our awesome dirt-filled processing plant. Trust a worm to know good dirt when he eats it. Kalani Topsoil. Now that's good dirt. Tom Spitz and David Fink of Settlers Bank your local independent bank. We're the premier provider of commercial, treasury, mortgage, and private banking services. Our team blends experience with the latest technology to make banking easier. We provide the advice and solutions you need. To learn more, stop by or visit SettlersWI.com. Settlers Bank, timely decisions, people you know. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Monona Plumbing and Fire Protection, a name you can trust when service is a must. Monona Plumbing and Fire Protection serves all of Dane County and the surrounding communities. And with our new location in Monroe, we also proudly serve all of Greene County. From installation, repairs, and maintenance to complete sewer and drain cleaning, we've got you covered. Visit MononaPFP.com. Monona Plumbing and Fire Protection, a name you can trust when service is a must. If you're talking, they will hear you every single time. Oh, we're getting killed. Yeah, well, Kyle's not here. How come? Kicked off the team. Didn't Tim tell you? Kyle and some other kids got caught drinking beer in the park a couple of nights ago. Really? Yeah. Zero tolerance. He's out for the season. Come on, it's a first offense, right? That we know of. But why should that matter? He knew not to drink. I've made it clear to Matt that's what we expect from him. What have you said to Tim? Um, nothing really. You know, a lot of kids try it at this age, so... Yeah, well, a lot of kids don't try it, too. I'm not saying that Matt's going to be this perfect kid, but if I don't tell him what we expect and why he shouldn't drink, how's he going to know? You think kids that age really listen? (laughs) They never admit it, Bill, but they hear more than you think. Talk. They hear you. For more information about talking with kids about underage drinking, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. Educated mortgage, the smartest way home. Call Dan, the mortgage man. 
often the road to home ownership can be uncertain. But by choosing the right mortgage company, you'll quickly get on the right path. I will make sure you have the best mortgage loan, the best interest rate, and lowest closing costs. You'll get the knowledge you need to feel comfortable about your buying decision. Educated Mortgage, the smartest way home. Call Dan, the Mortgage Man. NMLS number 222-652. How is it that we can have smokers' lines without ever smoking? A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Smokers or lip lines can occur not only because of smoking, but other factors, such as talking, drinking from a straw, genetics, and age-related fat loss. The most simple and effective treatment for this problem is a combination of dermal fillers such as Juvederm, which can smooth and fill those fine lines as well as hydrate the lips. Also, a neuromodulator such as Botox can be used in small amounts to relax those pursing muscles. At Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie, this treatment results in a natural, more youthful appearance of the mouth and often lasts a year or longer. Let your natural beauty shine through. Visit us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. Every customer that drives into our shop is a preferred customer. Tom and Tom of Tom's Auto Center. When you need service, we automatically hand you a preferred customer card. It's good for specials and discounts like a free oil change. And a courtesy inspection. Tom'sAutoCenter.com Tom's Auto Center Off Highway 51 in McFarland, a stone's throw from McDonald's. So yeah, what a time for uh, Rogers on the podium yesterday, saying he doesn't want a farewell tour. Rob, to me, it sounds like a guy, Rowdy just said before you came on, it sounds like a guy who's done a football altogether. Uh, I kind of agree with him on that, but to me, 100% in my heart, I feel like it's a guy who's just done with the Packers after this year. Yeah, he, he's, he's going to take the Tom Brady route, I would certainly think, when when this is all said and done. He's not going to have the the, flexi, you know, the freedom and the flexibility that Brady did. You know, I mean, remember, New England let Brady's contract just expire, and, and Brady had his pick of teams. The, the remarkable thing when you look back there is there were only a hand of, you know, two, three, four teams interested, at least according to Brady, in, in bringing him in. It, it, Green Bay um, will have... I'm going to guess Evo easily six to eight trading partners as possibilities when when Rogers hits the market uh, here in 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 the spring. I I, I agree with you. He, he's going to want to play another three or four years and chase a ring. He saw how Tom Brady did it. Now the tricky thing for Rogers that you know where he sits right now is Patrick Mahomes as a roadblock in the AFC and and Tom Brady who attended the AFC for two decades. Is now in the NFC, and he's 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 won as many NFC title uh, titles as Aaron Rodgers has, and, and Brady did it in one year, and Rodgers has been around sixteen years. Man. So, um, you know, when when Rodgers is and the Packers are trying to figure out where to send him, I think come you know February, March, whatever it turns out to be, um, it, you know, Green Bay is going to obviously want to get him out of the conference, but th- th- there could be some sticking points there, Evo, because. Mahomes is, what, 25, 26 years old, something like that, and Mahomes has another decade to potentially dominate the AFC. But but I'm with you all together. I, I think he's going to want to play another three, four years and chase a ring with, with another organization. And, and really, you know, when you look at it right now, about the only thing that Aaron is going to be done with come January or February is the Packers, certainly not football. 
Rob, that's why I think it's crazy that if he's not completely done with football, why he wouldn't want to be in Green Bay, especially with getting some of the things that he's wanted with, like, Randall Cobb. You just said it. You have Patrick Mahomes in the AFC. He's not going anywhere anytime soon. And you would think his best option would be the NFC, where Tom Brady is creeping up on 45 here. Well, you know, I know they say all the right things publicly, Nelson, but but this is a two-way street. Don't, you know, don't forget that. Um, and, and when you say maybe he wants Green, you know, you don't understand why he, you know, might not want Green Bay. I, I, I'm not wholeheartedly convinced, not even close, Nelson, that, that they're going to want him when this is all said and done. I mean, let's, let's not forget, he turned 38 in December. Um, he obviously is coming off an MVP season, but he was, he was, in, a, he was in about a two- or three-year downward spiral up until that point in time. He counts $46 million at this point. Nelly against the cap next year, and they're going to be remarkably cap-strapped because they've kicked so much money down the road with, with the Darius Smith and, and Preston Smith and Amos and Turner and Bakhtiari and Crosby and, and some of these other contracts that they, that they redid this season. I mean, right now, Nelly, there is no way they can handle his salary cap hit next season of $46 million. You know, Jordan Love's going to be three and change, I think, is is what his cap number is, and then they can stay under the cap. And at some point in time, too, Nelly, I mean, there's a reason you draft the guy in the first round. You know, you want to see what he ha- what he is and, um, you know, what you have there. And every general manager at some point in time wants to kind of hitch their wagon to their guy. With Ron Wolf, it was obviously Brett Favre. With Ted, it was Aaron Rodgers. And I think Gutekunst is going to do the same thing here a year from now with Jordan Love. And, and guys, I, I think there was so much positive uh, in terms of what you saw to Love Saturday night um, in that game against Houston, forget the final score. I, I thought Love was composed and poised. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, you know, I, I thought top to bottom, his out, his outing was outstanding. When, Hell yeah. When you can when you consider Nelly and and Evo that you know he played without his top four wide receivers, his top three offensive linemen, and without Aaron Jones, and and even Dylan only played a couple of series. So you know what what you saw there with with him putting up a passer rating of about one ten. Um, he was six for six on the touchdown drive. He and Punches obviously had chemistry. I, I, I sat there, guys, and thought to myself, boy, you know, you give this kid now, Devontae Adams and MBS and, and Lazard and, and, and Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins and Billy Turner and Aaron Jones, what can he do? And I, I think it's pretty promising and it's pretty exciting. And um, that, that's why I say, guys, you know, I, I, I think the Rodgers-Packers marriage almost undoubtedly is coming to an end here at some point in time. Spreading farm information and occasionally manure. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Today, the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation kicks off their Leaders of the Land State Sustainability Series. This is all about helping people better understand the day-to-day practices that most Wisconsin farms have had in place for decades Now, today, we are calling them sustainable practices. It is the first of a series of meetings all across the state, focusing in on different types of agriculture and what they're doing to protect the land and the environment. We'll start it today at 1230 in Hancock with Heartland Farms, a fifth-generation family-owned potato and vegetable operation. We're talking about that more with Rachel Gerbitz. She is the brand-new Sustainability Program Coordinator for the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation. What's that all about? She'll explain. I'm Pam Yankee. 
Now, from the Alcivia Farm News Desk, here's what's happening on a Friday. So today is the 20th day of August. On this day, back in 1920, a steamer sank in Lake Superior. It was because it ran into something, I guess another freighter on Lake Superior. At least 28 men and women were killed in that steamer accident back on this day in 1920. On this day in 1938, a terrible windstorm came through southern Wisconsin. In 1938, that windstorm just absolutely toppled a Janesville canning plant. It just about ripped off the entire third story of that canning plant that was housing the cream corn department on this day in 1938. On this day in 1975, Viking 1 was launched by NASA. That uh, was the first space probe to successfully land on Mars. And happy birthday today to uh, TV weatherman Al Roker. He is celebrating his birthday, and there you go. All right, let's talk a little bit more. You know, county fairs continue around our listing area. We're happy to be a part of that audience, watching to see young people uh, showing their leadership skills. And sometimes the stories aren't about the ribbons. It's not about the accolades, but instead it's about the tenacity. We're focused in this morning on a young woman in Dodge County that, despite her physical challenges, continues to be passionate about showing dairy. Our own Michelle Stangler has been following her this week. Nothing stops this girl from showing dairy at the Dodge County Fair. She's from Columbus here with her dad, John Powers. John, tell me more about she's showing here and what's going on. Well, it makes it more difficult. She was born with spina bifida, so she is in a wheelchair, basically paralyzed from the waist down. She has issues with uh, different things, but uh, she does always fight through it. She's always wanted to show. She does what she can. When she's at the farm, she always wants to wash her heifer every day, so I'll always have to get it out of the pen for her because she can't go in through the straw, so I'll get it out, and she'll, she loves to get, up, get the hose out and wash her heifer. Well, she's just always really enjoyed showing. Um, she started about five years ago, I would say. We were milking cows at that time we sold the cows about three years ago but she's always had still had an interest in wanting to show because she really enjoyed it so much and so we got we kept a few heifers from her from the herd and we keep breeding them and caroline always still has her own cattle that she owns and so this year she's got her heifer pretty here so caroline you have conquered everything basically in the world and you're determined to show dairy tell me more about what your favorite part about showing dairy is i'm just like breeding them and then like owning them mostly so now what are you showing here at the dodge county fair all calf and plants and a cat this year so so now how did you name um the calf that you have like according to the mom's first initial we named them that way so what's her name again pretty she's pretty pretty isn't she yeah what did you all do to take it here at the county fair Clipped it and washed it. How many hours a day typically? Like an hour maybe. Wow, that is some determination you have. I'm here with the dad again. You know, she's determined, but she has also some help too. 
Yeah, she's obviously had help. Um, the one that really kind of really got her started five years ago was one of her classmates in Columbus, Emma Paulson, and she really and she helps push her chair in the ring for a lot of the years. Um, this year she has a fall cap too. Also. This year we're having Grady Wendorf uh, help push her in the ring. Um, she showed at State Fair for the first time this year too, and she had her cousin Abby help push her in the ring and help her in the ring. So she was really excited to show at State Fair for the first time this year. That's such an exciting feeling. Now you've conquered everything. She's showing Derry. She's also showing a cat. Yes, yeah, she loves her cats. We have cats at the farm, and she's uh, done very well with her cats here at the county fair. She had champion two years ago, so she's really looking forward to showing a new cat this year. Cats. What's her cat's name, Caroline? Puma. How did you name that? We just found the name. We were, like, simple enough. Look at that name. So I got her this year on Saturday. I love that. Now, where are you going to high school, and what are your future plans? Anything in the mix? Going to Columbus High School and planning to be a vet. I'm going to be a senior. That's awesome. Well, are there any further comments that you would like to share? She's just always very well determined. I think it inspires a lot of people just to see her out there and, and show. So, I mean, it's just inspiring to a lot of people. I, we've had other people with spina bifida that have been coming to watch her in the past, too, because they get inspired just to see her try to do it, something that a normal person in a wheelchair can't do. Is this what motivates her every single day, is trying to get her dairy animal out? Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's it is her motiv- motivation completely. She, as soon as this fair is over, she'll be looking forward to next year. She'll be saying, I can't wait till the Dodge County Fair next year. If there's no snow out in the driveway, she wants to get her heifer out later, <laughs> even in the wintertime. Well, I love that. A young individual going into senior at Columbus High School, inspiring many individuals that you can show a dairy animal and nothing should stop anyone. Caroline Powers and John Powers here at the Dodge County Fair. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Michelle Sangler. Good job, Michelle. That's kind of one of her last assignments, the Dodge County Fair. On Monday, she will wrap up her internship here. Well, yesterday we got a big surprise. Wisconsin milk production for the month of July went up 4.6% compared to a year ago. The 24 major dairy producing states as a group saw milk production go up 2.1%, keeping an eye on the West and the heat that they're experiencing as well as the feed stress. California milk production went down 0.7%. Also saw Florida milk production go down by about a half a percent. Uh, New Mexico down 2.3% in July milk. In overnight electronic trade this morning, we've got December corn. That's currently up a quarter of a cent at 551. November soybeans are up seven and three quarter cents, 1327 and three quarters. The wheat for December is down two at 740 and three quarters. Barrel cheese dropped three quarters of a cent yesterday at 150 and a half. 40 pound block cheese was down three on Thursday at 173. Double A butter dropped a quarter of a cent at 168 and a quarter per pound. The September milk is down two cents on the close at 1711 a hundredweight. Today is the beginning of the Badger Steam and Gas Engine Show. That's happening at their grounds between Wisconsin Dells and Baraboo. Steve Rodebush is the president of the Badger Steam and Gas Engine Club, and he said they're happy to be back at work getting ready for the big event. Uh, the show has come together quite well. Um, we've gotten in the largest uh, Rumley steam traction engine that was ever built, and the, the grounds are in great shape. Um, everything's roped off, and we're very excited because we we're hosting the, the national uh, Rumley production uh, collectors. Tell them a little bit about what the Rumley is. I mean, it's, it is, as you say, a feature point for this year's show, 
But Badger Steam and Gas Engine works very hard to bring this old iron around, and that's sometimes easier said than done these days. Yeah, we've been working a year and a half probably on uh, finding one of every Rumley, we believe, um, that were ever built. So we've went out to many states, um, you know, trying to get a trucking budget together, uh, permitting, you know, some of these things are overweight, over width, over height. So it's, uh, it's quite a task. Steve Rodebush, he's the president of the Badger Steam and Gas Engine Club. Their show starts today, runs through Sunday at their grounds just outside of Reedsburg. Find more at badgersteamandgas.com. Remember, $10 admission for adults. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Get insurance from a company who knows Wisconsin and cares about your community. You may know Rural Mutual Insurance as the number one farm insurer, but did you know they also offer competitive home and auto rates? Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more about products and discounts. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Say, have you heard of the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation? Yes, it's the grassroots organization of people just like you that care about keeping agriculture strong. By joining Farm Bureau, you also qualify for money-saving member benefits, like savings on select cat equipment and more. Get more details at WFBF.com. A voice for farmers, a vision for agriculture, Wisconsin Farm Bureau. I'd pull up to the house, I'm like, ugh, we can't have that ugly house, you know. We really needed to replace the siding. We ended up going with Prairie Exteriors. Their pricing was really reasonable. I'd drive up to my house now, I'm like, oh my gosh, my house looks so nice now. It looks so amazing. I was so impressed. Improve the look and value of your property with one of the area's highest rated exterior companies, Prairie Exteriors. Prairie Exteriors, now that's impressive. PrairieExteriors.com Looks phenomenal. Some of America's bravest warriors are returning home wounded. Here's one of them. My name is Norberto Lara. While I was on a combat patrol, a rocket propelled grenade took my arm off at the shoulder. I was discharged from the Army, and I've been working with the Wounded Warrior Project since 2007. I don't have to be severely wounded. A lot of guys have post-traumatic stress disorder. Being able to share your story kind of helps you wrap your mind around what did happen over there. My name is Norby, and yes, I do suffer from post-traumatic stress disorder, but I'm okay. Don't suffer in silence. Contact WoundedWarriorProject.org. Hang on to your tractors. Here's another update. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. There is a new position that the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation is investing both time and resources in. It is a sustainability communications coordinator and the gal that is the director of Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation's new sustainability communications and partnerships is Rachel Gerbitz, and she joins us. So tell me a little bit about this sustainability play that uh, Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation wants to focus in on, Rachel. We are very excited to highlight sustainability efforts across the across Wisconsin. Our members are doing such great things when it comes to sustainability, and we really want to bring those stories to everyone's attention, both member-to-member communication and some consumer-facing communication efforts as well. We want consumers to know that our farmers are doing some really great things to be sustainable and for their products to be safe and sustainably produced. 
and we are really excited to bring that messaging out through a lot of our communication efforts. And that's really the goal of this role, to proactively communicate about sustainability. Our Wisconsin farmers are working hard towards progress today to meet the needs of tomorrow. Well, and we've been doing most of these things as just a matter of practice our entire career. But sharing that story has not always been a strong suit for agriculture. Yeah, and we're really excited to even go back 20 years ago. I think of when my dad was farming. He was rotationally grazing his herd of 40 cows. And just think of how that scale has changed in the past 20 years, how much we have grown and adapted to produce more and more food with less and less inputs. So I'm really excited to share those stories of what we've been doing all along for our for production of our safe, sustainable food supply. Now, one of the ways that Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation is introducing the general public and Farm Bureau members to this sustainability goal is through a Leaders of the Land Sustainability Series. And basically, they're inviting you to join them at various farms across the state to take a closer look, a deeper dive into their practices that have been going on for a long time, but just helping people better understand why we're doing it. And we kick it off this week. Rachel, tell me a little bit about how these farms were selected. And I'm also curious, did you have a pretty long list of candidates before you selected uh, these final nine? Yes, we are very excited to bring together these diverse commodities and how they how they work on their farm to achieve common goals of water quality, air quality, soil health, and all those different things. We did have such a large list of farms to choose from, but what we really wanted to bring out for this series is the diversity in Wisconsin agriculture. This week we're kicking it off with a potato farm in Hancock, Wisconsin. We're going to be visiting dairies, cranberry bog, a pig farm. We are covering a whole gamut of Wisconsin agriculture, so we're really excited to bring those different commodities together in this series. Now, this is just the beginning of what I am sure is going to be a constant conversation, uh, I guess we'd say, revealing what Wisconsin agriculture has been doing all along with the sustainability play in mind. Tell me a little bit about what is coming down the road, Rachel. These tours are great, but I'm sure there's other elements that you want people to know are being worked on. Yes, of course. We're really excited to bring to bring this sustainability series this year and hope to continue it for years to come, make it an annual thing. We're also really working on highlighting sustainability efforts in a lot of our communication um, that we put out through Wisconsin Farm Bureau. We recently started a conservation corner as part of our Ag Newswire, so make sure to sign up for that. It's our biweekly uh, news alert that comes from Wisconsin Farm Bureau. We're really working on some consumer-facing messages as well and how consumers are reacting to these different ideas of sustainability and what they are really looking for. So we're really excited to join in on those conversations and those different efforts to bring those practices to light. What has the initial reaction been from Farm Bureau members and maybe from some of those in the general public that have caught wind of these Leaders of the Land series? I think the diversity that we're offering through these series is something that's really unique that people are really grabbing onto. Um, we're excited to see what a dairy farmer might get out of a cranberry marsh and vice versa, what a cranberry grower could take back to their home farm from a dairy farmer, a pig farm. 
And it's really that cross-commodity collaboration that I think is the big draw to this series and what's getting people really excited about it. Rachel Gerbitz is along with us, the new Director of Sustainability Communications and Partnerships with the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation. They are launching their Leaders of the Land State Sustainability Series at Heartland Farms in Hancock. That's going to be happening on August 20th. If you can't make that date, don't worry about it. They have got these Leaders of the Land series scheduled through September 23rd. Find more at WFBF.com. Just look for their events, their tours. Now, this ultimately, Rachel, I'm assuming, would lead to even uh, conversations down at the state capitol when it comes to policy development. I mean, this should be a win-win, being able to share these stories with elected officials that have sustainability as a priority but don't know how it's getting done. For sure. We are really excited to use these nine farms as true leaders of the land. They are examples of sustainability and practice. And this is content that we can uh, really use to share our sustainability message. So we're excited to highlight what these farms are doing and how it can relate to future policy and policy development. Excellent. Now, uh, the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation's got their annual meeting that's going to be on the horizon coming up in December. Do you expect that there's going to be breakouts or conversations? I know that you're just getting started, Rachel, but I'm sure that you've got a vision on what can be uh, shared and shown through these sustainability conversations. Yes, and actually we just shared in our most recent edition of the Rural Route that I will have the chance to lead a session at the annual meeting in December. And it's going to be focused on sustainability and how farmers are sharing their story with the general public. Uh, what we want to, we want to kind of offer a create your own sustainability messaging seminar. So that's what we're going to be offering for sustainability at the annual meeting. And there's going to be some other representatives. Casey Langan is going to be there from Sand County to talk about their efforts in sustainability. I think he's got a session as well. So we're really excited to be back in person at the Kalahari this December. Excellent. Rachel Gerbitz along with us again. A brand new effort uh, on practices that many farms have had in place for generations. She is the Director of Sustainability Communications and Partnerships for the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation. As I mentioned, Heartland Farms will kick off their Leaders of the Land Sustainability Series in Hancock, focused in on potato production, but they are going to do the gamut of Wisconsin agriculture pork production, cranberry production, organic production, obviously dairy, but also diversified dairy, namely uh, dairy farms that have uh, off uh, products that they sell to the general public. So if you'd like to find more or better yet, join us for one, please, wfbf.com. Look for their events, or we also have details posted at midwestfarmreport.com. I'll look forward to seeing you later today at Heartland Farms for the first of that Leaders of the Land Sustainability Series starting at 1230. I plan on being there. And then I'll see you tomorrow morning bright and shiny at the Hinchley Dairy in Cambridge. Dane County Breakfast on the Farm will commence. Can't get enough farm news? The stories you hear and more 24-7 at MidwestFarmReport.com.